It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 72. The greatest show in the galaxy. All right. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's like a first technology. Resulting reaction is fighting. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. Uh, I'm Eric, as always. And I'm Dan, as sometimes. Yep. How and, you doing, uh, Eric? Oh, man, I'm doing good, Dan. How are you doing? Uh, doing all right. I hope uh, everyone enjoys the gravelly voice I got this week. Um, it's winter, which means I'm going to be sick for about three more months. Are you really sick? You were sick last time, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be sick old for three more sickly months. sickly Dan. That's why we call him old sickly Dan. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm not sick. I feel like we were maybe both sick last time. Yeah, or maybe that was we three weeks. I can't keep track of this. I, I want everyone show. that's listening to make sure they update their calendars of when we were sick um, and submit those at the end of the year. We'll grade them. Now, how uh, how, how are you, have you been other than being sick of these three weeks? We have anything to report on? I'm going to say no, You know what? Let's get into it because into we, uh, I don't mean to brag, but we have a lot of listener mail more than yeah. probably we've ever had so i think so if we don't we've got a lot now, at the, the end of this show yeah, um, and like thank you everybody in advance for having written in so that's plus awesome. i really want to talk about the greatest show in the galaxy oh my gosh for once i can stop saying save it for the podcast all and right just so, actually do the podcast yeah this was a hard one to not uh contact you about although i right. let it slip a little bit on twitter but we'll get i love that, that. So that was pretty great hit the uh hit the the button the dan button and, and get us get buttons? us there it's over here oh here it is Psychic Circus, the greatest show in the galaxy. So why not come along and have the time of your life with the non-stop action of its glittering circus ring? There's big prizes to... No, I don't believe it. Junk mail. We used to get mountain stuff through the letterbox. And now you're being bombarded with it inside the TARDIS. Yes, junk mail is everywhere. you want to compete? There's a great time for you on the planet Seganax. The planet has easy access for our special polyportable landing base. Nice. I thought you'd been interested in the circus. No, kid stuff. I went once. Didn't even have any tigers. It was naff and it was boring. Apart from the clowns, of course. Oh, you found that funny? No. Creepy. I think you're being very unfair. A lot of the acts in the circus require a great deal of skill and courage. That's something you should appreciate. Anyway, I rather fancy entering the festival talent contest myself. This is the greatest show in the galaxy. This is the fourth and final story in season 25, lucky number 25, of Doctor Who from 1988. This is a four-parter, so uh, if anyone would thought it was only going to be three and you'd have a little extra time to yourself, well, sorry, sorry, friend. Uh, you got to sit through four of these. Uh, after seeing an advert for a psycho circus, the Doctor and Ace travel to the planet Seganax. Uh, I can't remember if that's 
uh, pronounced correctly. I looked it up after the fact, wrote it down, and don't remember them saying the name of the planet while I was watching it. So we're going to call it Saganox. Saganax. Uh, where they see firsthand what happens when good hippies go bad. Uh, it features an angry fruit stand lady, animatronic killer clowns, and the 80s rap star Ringmaster J. Now, Dan, what did you think of your time in the big ring? Um, my reaction was the same as your Twitter reaction at the very beginning. That first 30 seconds was rough. Um, I went so, rough. If you mean rough, like if someone reached into my brain and took all of the things that I love and just shoved them all together. Do you love bad rap? I loved everything about this episode. Okay, okay, okay. Story. It's just everything about everything it. about it. I I think we're gonna be on the same page on this for the for the most part. I have some I have some issues, but um, there can't be a single issue in a no. story that has some kind of portal. Where a guy with bad ears on his helmet <laughs> keeps a, sam- a, sam- <laughs> a sandwich in his saddlebag. And that's, they chose to show that whole, and then him cape it and eat it and then ride. And there's a little fan. Do you know how important that was? On a BMX. It's like they just grabbed all of these things and stubbed them together. And what, what else was going on in 1980s pop culture <laughs> than rapping? Like, Bringing rap to uh, to television. Eric, that rap was so bad. I had to look up. I had. I was like, wait, was this good for the time? And I was realized, no, this is 1988. 1988 is the same year that NWA's "Fuck the Police," Ice T's "Colors," Public Enemies "Don't Believe the Hype" came out. Um, so yeah, this is pretty much exactly in well, that same yeah, genre. You're not gonna get. No, I'm just saying, this is much more like 1979 Rapper's Delight than it is anything in the late 80s. Well, this is like someone trying to write rap that doesn't normally write rap for for TV or a commercial. I'm here to say the place to be, we're trying to, like, whatever. And that, exactly. Half the words don't always rhyme, but they're, they're making it sort of work. And Which I did not mind that it. I would have seen in, like, 1984 or 5. <laughs> this is much too late for anything. I'm not saying that I expected Ice-T to pen the lyrics and the, the rhymes for this. Welcome to the ring, you're gonna sing, and now we'll say a thing. Yeah, it's, it's so uh, far. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, so bad that it's good, and the fact that they keep going back to it over and over and over again just makes it much, much better. Um, overall, I, I absolutely love this. I'm going to say the same thing that I say every time. Um, this should have been a three-parter. This would have been a perfect no. story if it was a three-parter. All right, which parts would you have cut? Because it's hard to cut gold uh, <laughs> you know, without losing some value off of it. Um, which parts did which parts did you think were not great? No, there, it's not that the, I didn't think that parts were great. I felt like there was a lot of it was just a little too loose. There were there were parts that could have just been trimmed down. Um, you are a monster. <laughs> I, okay, I don't know. It just it felt a little. It, it's not it's not as bad as some of the other stories where it really felt like the the four parter. It was really really overdone. But um, it, it just would have been better with a, a tighter. A tighter script or a tighter uh, edit to it. It just, I don't know. I don't know where where that extra twenty minutes came from and and why it made it feel like it wasn't as good. But I just prefer a quicker pace than, um, than the four parter gave me. I disagree. I okay. feel like uh, there wasn't any moments that I would have wanted to cut. I thought it was well. It was. It's very strange. 
Like yeah. it's a very strange thing because it, there's all these different things jammed together in a nightmarish dead planet where there is that fruit lady who, and when you first saw her, I thought it was a man uh, dressed as a woman and that was going to be an act or something in the circus, right? I think the, the actor, it is a, a woman playing uh, the role, correct? Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and it's apparently a, a well-known British actress Fan- that we don't fantastic. know who it is. Yeah. So that is just so weird, but you didn't need it. Like, you didn't need her constantly, you know, commenting on the hippies and I hate weirdos, but her in this weird desert with nothing around, devoid of any vegetation, talking about how much she hates weirdos when she herself is a huge weirdo was endlessly satisfying. Yes. The fact that they just brought all of these, like the biker guy that looks like a bat, and then you have the fanboy with, we can talk about all the meta readings you want so to take much in into, this one. Uh, you know, the show used to be good, but it's not as good anymore, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, his character, and then the the this you know the stuffy British hunting guy, and then the werewolf girl, and all that stuff. All of it worked for me. I I, I can't think of anything where it was like, okay, well, this is boring, <clears throat> or this is dragging. It was so weird that I didn't yeah. feel like you needed. You know, the fact that it wasn't tight was part of its charm and part of the shape of the thing because it was so, you know, it's a psychic circus. You even had a trippy scene when the doctor, you know, goes from one reality to the other reality. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just, yeah, there was no, just no. too I... many things that seemed tailored to me and my sensibilities, nice. including, like, when they first go in the circus and it's a very weird scene. Like, the clowns just, like, inviting people in without... This is very early on. He's inviting yep. people in without tickets, and it's the yep. the hunting character who I can't remember his name, the Colonel Mustard looking fellow. <laughs> Captain Cook. Yep. Yeah. And uh you know, the punk rock eighties werewolf you know, mags. mags chick. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they come in and then there's this scene where the, the sounds are playing and they almost look like they're going into a trance and the light starts flashing on her face and she does like, you know, a Cheryl Lee, Laura Palmer scream with the thing. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm, this is all, this is, this is me. So I you're, I, you're right. It does, it does feel like they wrote this story especially <laughs> for you. Right. And, and my I, son's I, also obsessed with clowns. Like there's clowns literally everywhere in her house and he's constantly talking about clowns and he loves clowns. So, like, just the fact there was all these clowns and animatronic clowns and stuff, it was, like, that looks like my house, pretty much. <laughs> awesome. I, uh, I mean, if I, if, I was, if I was pressed to try to figure out what to cut, I'm sure I could, given enough time. But but you're right. There's, there's nothing about it. I liked it, the fact that there were so many weird, incongruous ideas that shouldn't really go together in any way. I mean, there's... There's the circus itself. There's the, the 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 biker guy. There's the Captain Cook character and Mags. There's the whole you know Ragnarok gods. All these things that shouldn't that don't necessarily have any reason to be together, but they do really but they work all work together very not well. Un- very well, Dan. Dan. Yes. Not unlike the show Doctor Who. Oh wait, which takes <gasps> all of these sort of ideas and it's a home for weirdos. Yeah, Doctor yeah, yeah. Who is a show for weirdos. We all know it's true. At least in the States, if you were a young fella like myself and you were into Doctor Who, it was either Star Wars or Star Trek or Go Home. But, if you know, there was always the weird person that was sort yeah. of drawn to this this thing. 
Yeah, the Star Wars nerds would beat up the Doctor Who nerds. Like, everyone not, could yeah, agree to, to beat up to, the Doctor Who You know, nerds. not unlike the show, that's what makes this work, and that's what makes the whole show work, is it's all these amalgamation of all these different things. I mean, we. I, mean, I guess we should come back to it later, but the, the amount of uh, meta-references to the show itself in the story. Yeah. They've done this a, a, a fair number of times, especially in towards the end of this run. They seem to really know that the uh, the axes uh, coming down on them. Um, this one seemed like there was a lot going on. A lot of those readings. Right. And you made. have like, you have the stand in for the audience that yeah. wants to be entertained or you're canceled. Type well, was thing. it the audience or was it the BBC? Because well, of the yeah, gods, I mean, Ragnar. I think it was, to me, it was the BBC. It was, it was the production house that was saying like, you need to get us the numbers. But yeah, it could, yeah, could be yeah. the audience. It, it Absolutely, sure. It could be both. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's just sort of like the watching of the audience and the audience yeah. is dwindling. There's only like three people in the seats yeah, where at one time it was full. So yeah. all of that kind of, I, I you know, I, I could, I saw the connection to the audience, but yeah, it makes sense what you're saying too, that is the, the studio heads and stuff. No, no, totally, totally. I mean, you have, you have the, uh, I didn't realize the character was credited as WizKid, uh, but the super fan that comes in. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, everything I, I know this. about everything. I, yeah, exactly. I have all the memorabilia and saying, you know, uh, I've wanted to see this for, you know, for my entire life. This is the best moment. I know it's not as good as it used to be, yes, but yes. Like, that's, I mean, it is, it's really good stuff. Um, I mean, it even comes down to like the parallel between Captain Cook and Mags um, and the Doctor and his companions, because there there are times when the Doctor in various incarnations is just talking about all these esoteric things that have happened that you'd never that you never see. That Captain Cook is endlessly talking about, well, this reminds me of a time that I blah, 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 blah. Right. And the Doctor's done that a lot. And Mags is this kind of like, barely holding it together, um, semi-unwilling companion. Um, it, 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 the, the parallels between those were, were kind of maybe interesting. I don't know how direct those are. It's not quite as obvious as the other stuff that was happening. But um, So I like that about it as well. When I say that I think it was overly long, didn't need to be four uh, parts, again, I there's nothing about it that I disliked, though. No, because it could have been really. five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could have been five. Exactly. <laughs> the thing I liked was it wasn't enough. One thing about the Wiz kid that I thought was funny, um, or the super fan, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Morgana? Is that her name? The, Who? The fortune teller woman? Yes. I don't remember her name. Yeah. I think it's Morgana. Yeah. Something like That's that. That's right. She's very hesitant about sending people into the ring she she has a bit of a conscience where no Mm -hmm. one else does right so when the doctor and ace are coming in she tries to warn them whatever but then the you know uh, ashes to ashes david bowie clown is like you know come in anyway but when the whiz kid comes in she finds him so irritating she instantly sends him into his death without even a thought of trying to she's like yeah just go in there yeah yeah (laughs) which i thought was like a weird thing because that that happens after she's already shown that she has a heart quote unquote right right not for him yeah yeah he's to he's to be slaughtered it is a weird relationship that i mean it's just to to satirize the, the the fans in that way um especially at this moment uh that seems kind of they seem to be on the knife's edge about whether or not the show is going to continue at all uh it seems like a weird choice to do that um I respect it, and I think it was interesting. It just seems weird to satirize the people that are literally keeping you going. But yeah, and, sure. and st- sticking with that, also the you know the fact that it was started, and I 
you know, by these hippies with yeah. pure intentions, and they they wanted to do all these great things, and then how it gotten they had gotten corrupted over time, right? Um, and lost sight of what the original idea was into this other thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you can read that into the show certainly, but that's absolutely true of lots of things, and it's true of the sixty generation man of what <laughs> became of the the freaking um, what is the the baby boomers or whatever with mm-hmm. the peace and love, and then. Would you go into the 80s and they pretty much wrecked the planet and uh, we're living in the aftermath of that. So so yeah. that's our show. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming. Good night, listening. everybody. <laughs> so we're deadbeat, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're let's all start. Dead. Let's start at the beginning then because I yeah. feel like we're uh, jumping through. Sort of jumping all over the place. So what did you think of the way that they... I, I, I sh- let me back up again. Yeah. How many Doctor Who stories feature this scene? Two people running away from something. Yeah. They're being pursued by something, and then they're caught. I feel like there's so many stories that have that same scene of uh, the guy that builds the robots. Bellboy? Bellboy, yeah. Bellboy? And yeah. the woman who... Flower, like, gr- flower, flower child. child or something. Yeah. They're running in the rocks, and the, <laughs> the kites with eyes on them. Sure. Sure. Uh, or, or, you know, surveilling them, and then they got to get away, and then whatever. But I feel like I've seen that scene, yeah, like, a hundred stories. A hundred percent. Especially them running through, like, a quarry or something as, as, the, uh, as the setting for right. it, like this, this stony back lot, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty common, but... Um, but that, that's I, sort of where we open, right? It's sort of, is it a... No, we open immediately with the... We open well, it's, it's very early. But we open immediately with the ringmaster rapping at us. Yes, um, right. Which was great. <laughs> um, but then we jump into the TARDIS, and we have the Doctor learning how to juggle, and Ace is looking for her rucksack. Yeah, and Did the Doctor like purposefully hide her rucksack. I wasn't sure what exchange was going on there, but I, I was very happy to see her wearing Tom Baker's scarf. Yes, uh, when she popped out. But yeah, that that thing that he purpose because he's sort of devilishly yeah, look like it's a very strange thing. It was very strange. I mean, it is nice that they got rid of the Nitro Nine for the episode because, or for the story, um, having relied on it a few times already. That's that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, I couldn't tell if he actually hit it and was being, you know, <laughs> mischievous or something, and then whatever. Oh, um, so she pops out with Tom Baker's scarf. I didn't actually catch this, um, because it's so quick. She also comes out, uh, when she comes into the, uh, uh, console world, she's taking off Mel's top. Oh, that she had, she had I didn't tried on that. Mel's top. I guess it was the one from Paradise Towers. I saw her take that off, and I didn't recognize it at first until I read later. So that's kind of nice. I love when they do this. It's thing. too bad she didn't take. She didn't also have, like, Nissa's skirt that she dropped for no reason in that, that story that we did a oh, thousand yeah. years ago that I can't remember the name she of. She was hot and dying. Right. <laughs> Just, um, all right, uh, so then the, the, the uh, advert. Yes, the How robot, spam robot. How does get into the tar? Like, all of a sudden, this robot pops in and then interfaces with it, and then they watch this promotional video, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but how okay. did that, why and how? So you had the same reaction I did. It's like, how did something materialize inside the TARDIS? That can't happen. We actually, like, that's definitely something they talk about in New Who all the time, or have mentioned that a bunch. Uh, but that does come up in the classic series. They talk about that no one else can do it. When that is mentioned, it's the only thing that can come into the TARDIS, materialize into the TARDIS, are the Guardians of Time. So, you would. So I was. I felt same like same way. Like, how does this thing get in here? And it's just some advertisement robot. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, I this this all came after I after I watched the story. 
um, and was reading about it afterwards. So these, it all ties into the gods of Ragnarok, I guess. Um, they, and I, it's not made obvious at all in the story. Maybe I'm just missing this, and, and it was filled in by other people who who have read like the prose around it, whatever. But they're all part of the old ones. So there's the the a pantheon of beings that existed before the universe. So there's the guardians of time. There's also these, the, the gods of Ragnarok, whatever. They're the ones that are able to do things like this. Gotcha. So I, and so it's a little bit of retconning to say like, okay, that makes sense. But if that's the case, wouldn't the doctor realize what's really going on here? Like he yeah, should be alarmed by the fact that that, that robot could materialize right. that. And were they flying near the planet? It does, I don't think so. Point, it doesn't so seem it like just, it. They're just sending these probes out, and they're popping in. Yeah. Uh, right. Randomly I mean, giving them. Yeah. Um, junk it's got to be like, within like a certain set. radius, right? Because not everyone's going to have the sort of ship engine. To, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I, I don't. Yeah. Let's not get too far into that. <laughs> it does not but matter. It, so I mean, it, it is weird that that happens, and it's even weirder if you follow it logically to the doctor not necessarily. Yeah, it doesn't raise any red flags. Seeming to, maybe he did, and it just wasn't obvious. But I don't know. You kind of, kind of feel like he would have a stronger reaction to the fact that, oh my goodness, this this random thing could materialize into the TARDIS, especially while they're in mid-flight. Seems right. kind of strange. Anyway, but they uh, they get their their invitation to go see the psychic circus uh, during festival time. Just on that, I like the fact that they're going to the circus and the doctor is into it, but Ace isn't. And she's sort of afraid of clowns. Yeah. I don't know if she actually says it. She does, yeah. Implicitly, but yeah, yeah so it's, it's yep. good that she's sort of dealing with some some of her own fears and whatnot at the uh, at the circus. I thought that was cool. I, and I, I like love, that, too. I like the idea of clowns as a villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I thought these clowns were done especially well. Um, I, but just one note on that. I like that the Doctor's helping um, Ace kind of face her, her fears, but the way that he was so angrily insistent on her to go, it wasn't um, kind of a, come on, Mel, we can do this, I can help you, you know, let's face your fears kind of thing. It was like, why don't you want to, he was very angry that she didn't want to go and was really goading her, like forcing her to do this in a way that seemed out of character. I think and I he thought just really that, wanted to go to the circus. And didn't is that think enough that to... you should really be afraid of clowns. But, I mean, at that point, though, I don't feel like she admitted it, right? No, Wasn't she does she almost saying, from the very I, beginning. I, I don't like circuses. I don't remember her ever saying I'm really afraid because she doesn't seem to show fear. But I don't remember. You're she does, right. though. Okay, you win, junk box. I'm not scared of anything. Uh, she does, and I, I only because I, I noted that previously the doctor... I forget what what is saying this in reference to, but kind of uh, makes reference to the fact that she has been so brave and fearless um, throughout their travels together. He makes some reference that just before this happens, and she then says that she is afraid of clowns. Now she doesn't make like a huge deal out of it, but it just felt strange that he he forced her so much, like dragged her almost kicking right. and screaming to go do this. Um, and I thought that that would pay off. I thought that he was he knew more than he was letting on, but it really just seemed like. Yeah, he just and then to he the eventually circus. at the end admits that yeah, she's right. Clowns are kind of creepy. Yeah, clowns are kind of creepy. Everyone knows this, right? So then we 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 start to see other people coming to this circus too. Yeah. So we see we Nord. See, yeah, we see the yeah the the biking strong man. That okay, but the moment that, that he great. Why does he pull the the sandwich out of the? It he, keeps he, it he warm. Appears, it's a, you eat that kind of sandwich hot. It. <laughs> 
But that moment was so important to them that they had to have the cameras set up in such a way because he has to come up and hit his mark because the camera's focused yes, right where that side will be. So they can open it up and that burger comes out. It was beautifully executed. I, I loved why. that whole thing. Because oh, you're like, so what? Weird. What? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I thought yeah. that was great. Okay. Great. Because he's great, such great. a tough weirdo that he's literally eating food out of an engine that you know it just smells of gasoline and oil. Yeah. All right. Uh, I liked it, Dan. I'm, I'm not saying I you didn't fe- like it. I just it didn't was quite a little, like, what? Get it. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, and then so we start happens. to see, I guess then the, the, the our heroes land and we meet the fruit lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, she hates hippies and she hates these weirdos. Uh, we get a little bit of backstory. And then we're also intercutting. We mentioned that couple before. Uh, yeah. The bellboy, who, who we don't know really. We just know they're part of a circus because they're dressed like, you know, they're, well, Michael Jackson was dressing when he went through that period where he kept dressing like he was in the HMS Pinafore for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You've got him and you've got um, Flower uh, Child. Star Child or Flower Child. And sure. then they go to the... She go. Do we see her go to the bus, the magic yeah, bus? Yeah, so or we just see the murder scene at the bus after. We know that they are trying to find something. They're being pursued by the kites. Yeah, we don't know we what getting, it is, and we keep getting the intercut with the the clown driving in the black car. Yes, rolling which down is the also window. Awesome. See, which looks all so cool. of his facial expressions and that like tada weird hand thing that he does all the time. You didn't like that either. Oh, I, I like no, no. It's fine a couple of times, but he just did it so often. It was just. So many well, times. That's his I just, thing. I mean, he it went was to okay. school for that. I mean, that's it's, all he's got. Yes. Right, okay. But, cool. Yeah. So go on. We see them being pursued. We established and they to split the, up. The, yeah. The the. And I will tell you this: as much as I love this show, there's so much about this episode that I do not understand, and we'll get to that sort of later. But okay. so there's this eye, right? There's this eye that's painted on the um, surveillance kites, right? Yep. And you yep. think, okay, well, they're watching it. Eye makes sense. And then, but the eye has significance later on because right. there's an eye in the well or something. Um, so then the, the guy's like, hey, you know, I'll go this way and draw them out and you get to the bus. Right. Or you right. get to where we're, wherever we're going. And right. then do we see her go to the bus and then get yes. killed by the robot? Yes. We see her go to the bus. She's looking for something. Um, we see her get killed, but we don't see that it's the robot right away. Okay, she's and just killed she by some unseen there. thing, and you're yeah. not sure. Okay. Hands come and grab her on the shoulder, and she dies. Yeah. Yeah, and gets dragged away. Yep, and then we just start to meet all these different characters. So the, there's just, again, all these weird people coming. And one question I had for you was the Colonel Mustard guy, <laughs> uh, and who, who you had texted me was the hungry like a wolf uh, woman. <laughs> yes, Max. Uh, yep. We learn that he has a greater plan for this whole thing. So the 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 um, Colonel Mustard <laughs> is going here not just to see the circus, but yeah. he must be, a, he's aware somehow of this power or this entity because later on at the end, he sort of reveals that maybe he knew a little bit more than he let on in the beginning, correct? I'm really, that's a good question. I'm really uncertain about what his motivations were because throughout it is completely this this um self-preservation uh you know trying to throw everyone else under the bus even mags he would send her out into the into the ring to die before he does like 
he doesn't care about anyone except himself. But yes. then he's kind of working with them at the end in a way, which didn't really make any sense to me. Right. I, when, and just to clarify there, at yeah. the very end, he is killed, right. mauled to death, point. and then yes. reanimated. But before that, before I feel that. like there's some scene where he's with, maybe he's with the clowns or something. He's like retrieving the doctor for the umpteenth time. And right. I guess to your point, maybe there's a little bit too much That's, of that. That's a bit, um, yep. But I think, I feel like he says something like, I'm going to win this, or and then I'm going to strike a bargain with the entity that's really running it. Like, he's already aware that there is this other thing. Yeah, yeah, play. yeah. I mean, I, I think that's right. I It just didn't, maybe I just need to like, rewatch it. Like, is there a it. prize that they get for, like, is there a power? Like, what is the end game of the whole circus? How did the circus get corrupted? Why is the... The uh-huh. element that's like you know, there's that he takes the eyepiece off and hides it in the bus. Off of the talisman. This is yeah. um, Deadbeat, who used to be known as Strong uh, Adams. I don't know. It's not Strong. Adams. No, no, no. Uh, it's uh, Kingman. Kingpin. Oh, Kingpin. Yes, Kingpin, Kingpin. Right. So you've yeah. got Kingpin who discovers an eye in the well and then goes mad from it and then breaks the thing up. That also is the thing that undoes the power. I'm yeah, not so sure. Like, it was Kingpin's idea to come to the planet to begin with, and they had been traveling the galaxy as this circus yes, that was yeah. really famous. And it's it's Ashes to Ashes, David Bowie, and you have uh, right. Kingpin, Morgana, yep. all the original the whole crew. crew. The whole crew's there. Traveling um, in a bus. It's a total 60s, you know, Ken Kesey type. Totally Ken Kesey. Yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah. So so they land on the planet because Kingpin knows something about it. He's the one that awakens this power, not probably not knowing exactly what it is. But it's not clear where they got the talisman or why he broke it apart. Yes. Maybe he was under their influence at that point. Like his brain was broken and that's and they kind of made I don't know, but why Did would they hide it? Did the talisman call the power? Does the talisman control the power? Because when the doctor finally gets the talisman reformed at the end, the yes. only thing he does is Use it to reflect back their laser the, their laser eyes or whatever. Yeah. So I, I just was not sure like how the corruption worked and how they got out of it. And I mean, I feel like the corruption start. They like it seemed to be that Kingpin had awoken them in the planet. He did, and, and then that, something with the well, and then it was too much for his brain, and he had a right. psychic that, brain break, which was tied to enslaved. the tied to the amulet. Like when the amulet breaks apart. His mind breaks apart. He says something because yeah. he, he, a lot of the times he's just mumbling, and it sounds like Brian Jonestown massacre lyrics. <laughs> but he says like when the body or well, I wrote this stupid thing down. When the mind's divided, the body screams. Yeah. So his yeah. mind is mapped to this thing. So when it's in two pieces, he's distracted, and when they put it back together, he becomes kingpin again, and he's right, like right. you know lucid and everything. But like what? Why? Yeah, why <laughs> what and why power? and like? How? Yeah, I don't know. Is all the power of the the those guys in that amulet? And does that amulet open the door to them? Because the doctor goes to them without the amulet. Right. So did did Kingpin like have this talisman amulet thing, and that led him to go to that planet, and that's why he wanted to go? We needed the it? Brady Bunch. Uh, <sighs> like it's almost like the Tiki thing. Yeah, tarantulas and whatnot anymore. Yeah, there's tarantulas. And is Vincent Price in that one, or is he only in the Grand Canyon one? He's in every episode. You just have to look for him. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, so that, that's, so that's, a great that's the question. part I don't, I don't quite know. understand. And like the eyes are know. everywhere. And the eye of the thing, which is the watcher, the viewer, or the BBC, or whatever you want to read sure. into it, is the three audience members who are in the thing. Their mother, the, father, and the little girl. Their mother, father, and little girl. But they're also talking to them through the crystal ball. Right. It seems to be that well. the, eye, the eye is able to see wherever... You know, they are able to see wherever the eyes are, and they also kind of feed that into the crystal ball that Morgana's using. Right, and the right. eyes are on the uh, uh, kites, too. On the kites, on the, yeah, they're, all, they're able to see all over the place, right. It's very I, strange. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's probably best not to try to poke that too much and uh, figure it out. No, but it's it all fine. Works. Everything's fine. Everything's great. <laughs> Uh, okay, so where were we? We uh, well, yeah. We, ev- so we, oh. we met. We, we haven't talked about really uh, Colonel Mustard's companion. Although you sort of touched a little bit on the yeah. idea of companions, but her whole Moon Wolf thing. Did you like her? Because she sort of she really becomes the Doctor's companion in this because Ace is her own. She's often on her own and doing her own thing. Did you like her? Yeah, I thought. I- Yes, yes. I thought she was interesting. I liked that she had some mystery to her at the beginning, though the mystery wasn't all that hard to figure out, especially when she first saw, like, the moon symbol yeah. and was just like, the okay. moon. <laughs> yeah, okay, here we go. Pretty obvious. <laughs> um, but, no, but I liked her, and I liked the uh, what the questions are, like, what's the backstory between um, her and Captain Cook? Is he holding her prisoner? How is she beholden to him? Because she clearly doesn't like him much, and he doesn't really care about her at all and calls her a specimen. Um so that yeah, so I, I thought that was that was pretty cool. I like when they first meet, um, when the Doctor and Ace first meet those two. Um, that robot comes to life and uh, triggers and, and it, yes. it it grabs onto Mags and the the uh, uh, Captain Cook is just sitting there drinking tea, completely non phased by it. Just like right. I'm out yeah. of the way, I'm fine, I'm safe. So just drawing that character from the outset of like, oh okay, this this is who he is was was pretty good. Right, and but yeah, to your point that you raised like why is she why is she staying with like why is she hanging out with him right what does he gets revealed later kind of that he saved her life but yeah did he i mean i guess i mean i guess technically did but yeah yeah um i thought she was i thought she was an interesting fun companion and i like the fact although not quite sure she mauls to death the the colonel he's not the colonel i'm just going to keep calling him colonel i know you are she mauls him to death. She sort of has no control. She almost kills the doctor. She has control, And then control, at the though. end, they're like, we're going to start deadbeat, you know, uh, or kingpin now. But give mm-hmm. him a, you know, he's going to hit the meth again and become deadbeat. You don't know what's going to happen. It's going to start the circus again. Yeah. And she's going to be with him. And she's like, what well, if I can't control this murderous rage inside me? He's like, you already have. But it's like, yeah, hey, exactly. But, he, but she has. She? Yeah, no. So uh, when she, when they... They turn on this moon spotlight on her that causes her to transform. Yes. Question mark? Okay, yes. fine. Anything fine. that's shaped like a moon will <laughs> cause her to turn into a werewolf. That seems going to be a problem. Um, she has to be controlling herself because she does the transformation. She's growling and snarling, and she lunges at the doctor but never actually grabs him. She does. And it. so it's, but either, it's, a little... it's either really bad choreography that is completely unrealistic and, and will just take you out of it, or... You have to say, she's controlling herself, these are her impulses, and she's trying to keep herself from actually hurting him, and then finally lets herself snap and go after uh, Captain Morgans. Uh, but 
she I guess I'm just saying it could be a little bit dangerous and we've got some uh, insurance liability concerns because you start oh, having yeah, 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 a yeah. what planet you're on and audience members are going to have to sign waivers. And, yeah, gonna yeah it's not going to be an easy thing to it's get a gig there. Well. Um, so that's, that's the only read I could do of that to make that make any sense other than just really bad fight choreography, which I'm not going to I'm not going to go with that. Although I did like um, that scene of the doctor, you know, being being threatened by Mags and the way that he's like climbing up on the ladder and swinging a rope across the yes. other side and like the acrobatics that he has to do throughout is is kind of fun as well. Speaking of acrobatics or things that he does, what did you think yeah. of his whole magic? He does at least two yeah. magic routines, he does f- right? He does a few. He does the yeah, at the, the end. Cutting it's a rope. very long, drawn out one, but I, I I rather liked it. Audience, I did as well. Or the no, the they they were rock. not happy. No, I liked. Uh, I mean, he does the you know pulling the egg out of the mouth. He his his sleight of hand really could have used a little more work, or the camera angle could have been better because the way you could see that he was holding the egg in his hand as he pulls it out of his mouth, like whatever. It's not the best, but <clears throat> um, you know he does the whole cutting the rope thing, and and yeah, it was it was fine. It was fine. I like that he's done this in the past, though. Those little flourishes of uh, prestidigitation, where he would like. Uh, in one of the previous stories, he like well, pulls a card out of thin air and things yeah. like that. Like I like that that's part of his persona, and that they widen that out in this story is kind of nice. It was cool. I liked all the little theatrics and you know the you know the werewolf lady that turned into Shebop. But um, it, there there was some darkness, right? Like you have Bellboy who kills himself by a robot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That was a weird, sad scene. Yeah, so you you were saying that that Mags kind of serves as the companion for the Doctor because uh, Ace is off doing her own things. She's spending most of her time with Bellboy, and I thought that was yeah, there was like a relationship developing. I thought, or like yeah, I was like, oh, maybe we'll see him again, and but nope, he's just gonna no, he just he kills himself himself by robot. Um, yeah, I thought that was it was pretty nice. It it got a little, and this is because of the incidental music, I think. But when when Ace and uh, Bellboy are are trapped in bellboy's workshop and he's kind of giving her his story of what's happened and, and everything with flower child and all this the music in the background is really soap opery and it did yeah. feel a little bit like a soap but it did give them some good moments and kind of deepen the story a little bit more i like that ace isn't just an action hero because she has done that so well in, in several stories so far but that she does have this empathy and um connection with with everyone else uh in the stories as well so yeah, she it's, was it's, great. it's a really good ace story i think this was great this is absolutely my favorite uh sylvester mccoy story that we've done this i think it's so, one yeah. of my favorite doctor who stories to be honest with you uh and i love i loved the doctor in this and i loved ace in this like i love they have a great dynamic i think the two of them together oh i could uh, again really this well. is uh, this is one of my favorite companion pairings uh companion doctor pairings of the entire show um so i I still have an issue i like i said i'm not going to be this this horse much more but just the way that the doctor was so insistent on ace wanting to go to the circus that's the only (laughs) thing that felt something happened to you as a child where your parents made you go to the circus you're like i don't want to go to the circus but they made me go to the circus they they bought tickets (laughs) but it was the only thing that was out of tone of the rest of the story he even had a he had an interesting tonal shift too when they go into the circus for the first time and they're sitting in the dark 
and they don't know if the rest of the audience is there, and we see that the family is sitting there. <laughs> yes, I like that Which part. was kind of awesome. I want to come back to the family. That's a weird cool. scene. Like, let's definitely come back to that. Okay, that yeah. whole thing and why they chose to do it that way. Well, anyway, finish Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that. But, um, so they're, this is all to say, they come in, and then the the show starts again, the ring ringleader comes in, and the spotlight goes on the doctor, and he's selected to be the next contestant. He, he's so giddy about it. Yeah, he's, like, he's actually, and and I couldn't tell again. It's it's the thing that I'm maybe I'm reading too much or expecting too much. Is he actually really this excited about it, or is it an act because he knows something else that's going on and it's like a double bluff that he's? No, I think he was actually super giddy to be ex, to be selected for this. Um, it was just it, that that moment with the doctor and his on the exact opposite end his berating uh, of ace to get her to go to the circus felt like weird extremes that were out of character for the doctor um yeah, i didn't that pick bad. up on that i mean i have just... to watch it again because i don't i don't remember watching it and thinking he was being overly mean to her or forceful but okay. I, again i don't know i was just yeah. I, I had just seen that rap and so i was in all you were still place. yeah you're in your rapper's delight I was in at a the different moment. place I like when they do take the doctor to the back and they put him in the room and it's it sort of looks like a room mm-hmm. and then we reveal it's a cage. Yeah. You're a prisoner, you know. Yep. Which is if you want to keep reading into this, which is getting maybe a little bit annoying. Sylvester McCoy is chosen to be the doctor and then oh no, you're trapped in the confines of the show. Yeah. You can't be who you want to be. Um yeah. but th- I like how they give up on hiding it. Like for yes. everyone else that comes, it's right. like the cage. It's like whatever. It's a cage. Yeah, you know, we we did yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. thing where we make it. It's a cage. You're in a cage. Uh, um, do you want to come back cool. to the family um, in the audience? Yeah. I, well, right. So then, it's it's strange. I found it strange when the doctor and Ace came in. There's a very long scene of them trying to find their seats in the dark. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. wondering why. That was well, there just to reveal like that. that no one's in the audience, or right, to reveal right. that this family's in the audience because we had already seen by that point Colonel Mustard and Hungry Like the Wolf come in, right? Did we actually see them? No, yeah, they came in first. I feel but like they arrived the... at the circus before the doctor. And yes, yes, they. That's true, yeah, but I don't think we actually. But let's talk over each other. One, two, three. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I uh, I don't think that we see the audience before then, though. We don't, but it's, but it's not dark. Like, it's not pitch black, right? I feel like it, it was a strange scene just because they're trying to find their seats and it's super dark. Like, I don't know. I was like, what was... No, the, I agree. Why it was, why was that choice made? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I liked the... I think it works because you hear... When they're out in the concession area, the ticket area, um, you hear... Something going on in the big top. You hear an audience cheering and crowds and everything, and then they go in and it's silent and black. So I, I think it worked. It was it was very strange. I agree, but I don't no, think yeah, it's seen... it was it was cool. And then you you know you, there's a lot of mystery, and then all of a sudden you reveal <coughs> it's just these that three. There's only another there's another family there, and that all of the shots of that family were great. Like all of the dialogue, yes. and then the sort of the you know. Give me your when they're eating popcorn. I can't remember anything they say yeah. at this point to, to draw from, but I liked all of it. Can you remember anything that they said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the little girls, she she wants an ice cream. Um, you've already had one. Eat your popcorn. The mother the mother has chips that she or crisps that she yeah. um, gives to the father, and actually also then gives to the doctor. But I don't think she was actually offering them to the doctor. 
I think she was offering them back to the father, and then she, the doctor took the Chris. Doesn't matter. Right. Anyway. And they're just so bored, and it's just like a so boring bored. existence, and hoping that the TV is going to. Or yeah, the circus yeah. is going to bring some joy to their life, their yeah. joyless lives. There's And there, just the, the the way the dialogue and the blank faces, like, it, I thought it worked so well. Um, and it's not something you haven't ever seen before. I just think it was executed really well. And then there's the reveal later that they are these gods, Ragnarok. So what do you think of that? As So the doctor goes in. He, he knows what's going on. He goes in. He goes through the, the big top and then actually goes into their Real space yeah, time. And why does that happen that time? Yeah. It just happens, right? It seems like it. Does he have the talisman at that time, though? Maybe they that's refer- why? He doesn't have the talisman. He doesn't at that. No. He- oh, no, he doesn't. You're yeah, right. He yeah, doesn't because they're it gets going sent to, to the him. bus to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, Deadbeat, before he's Kingpin, has one part, and then they find it right. and put it together. And thank God you talked about that robot, but thank God she was able to control a smaller robot. And there's that line where he's like, yeah, it also controls the larger version of the robot that's, you know, by the bus, so that they're able to kill all of the Can, robots, or all the clown robots, right? Well, yeah, let's just, real quick, Ace is a, a stone blood, stone cold uh, uh, murderer now, because she kills the other clowns, which are all robots, but then she kills the clown. Yeah, she kills um, she, the David No remorse. Yeah. No remorse at all. She just completely laser-eyed him it's to a, death. It's a good body count away. in this, because they also kill the Rap Master guy, and they kill the mm-hmm. fortune teller. They sort yeah. of get thrown in a box, and you don't see what happens to them. But there's a lot of people that are just executed. A lot of characters yeah. that are killed. Whiskey um, dies. Yeah. Yeah, Wizkid dies. A lot of that death happens off screen too, so we don't know in what manner. You just see some flashing lights and right, and, right. And, and but then, then there's like nothing left but his glasses or yeah, like charred clothing and yeah, yeah. Sounds fun. Okay, so I don't know why the doctor is able to go to yeah. They call the it the Dark, Dark Circus. Circus. Yeah, which is a cool name for that. Yeah. I like that. Um, my but he goes there. It's my favorite Wasp album. Well, what uh so what did you think of just that that reveal that that's that's what was going on i thought it was cool i I liked it because they built up to it because earlier when the doctor's exploring he sees some rocks Mm -hmm. from uh this ragnarok world uh or this somehow it's you know the true nature of this place and he's like what are they they feel like they were always Mm -hmm. here he says you know even older than time so i felt like they built to it it wasn't like all of a sudden Oh, we're, this is some other world. You know, they they gave you enough little seeds earlier that I felt it was fine. The payoff okay. was, yeah. made sense. I don't understand their motivation other than just entertain us or die. You know, what were were they? They're not trying to get out of. They're not like trapped in their dimension and they need to get. They need souls to right. get out. No. There's no like. It's just entertain us. Do some tricks. Yeah, just please entertain us. I like. No, it. I liked what it as well. Um, it was it was strange. I. I, I like that the doctor mentions that he's been fighting these gods of Ragnarok through all of time, and we've never seen a reference to them before. So I, I kind of like that we have mentions of things that have that are presumed to have been known, and I guess they get fleshed out in the prose and other other stories, uh, not the TV stories. But I, I like that sort of uh, idea. The fact that they were Ragnarok kind of bothered it, me. Yeah, I was gonna say the the name Ragnarok, like you know, that's like an apocalypse of some kind, the end of sure. the world. But does it tie into I mean, their the show? They know that the it might not be renewed. I mean, maybe. I guess. I guess. Well, there you go. There you go, Dan. Ooh. That's very good. The end of the show is uh, the destruction of, of their universe. The, uh, 
I mean, I guess universe. Are, you've solved it. You just solved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm super brilliant. No one else could see that coming. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that I necessarily liked that all that much, but sure. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I think it's just that we don't know why he, he transported into that place and went through the psychedelic, like someone just got a new video filter on their uh, editing deck and just, you know, he's doing all that weird stuff. It was like a solid 30 and, seconds of that transition, too. They really spent some money kind on of it. And I will, I will now jump to your side for a little bit about whether that this could be a okay. three-parter. I felt like the cliffhangers and the next episode... There's like at least two minutes of you watching the previous episode, so that's at it least was six minutes. That a lot you could longer have cut just because it's repeating mm-hmm. uh, the previous. I mean, we also didn't necessarily need uh, Captain Morgan to come back to life again. Um, yeah, not, it didn't serve not really. Much like that's that's fine. I, I mean, we'll go back and we'll do a super cut uh, edit for this and uh, release this illegally. Um, no, it was it is fine. I mean, like you said, there's there was a lot of interesting ideas. And I don't think it really could have been cut down, but there, there's just a couple things like that. Um, I'm not sure. The other thing was just so strange. So he does those magic tricks. The one that I forgot about is he has a piece of metal that he throws in the air and it turns into a sword, but then he doesn't do yeah. anything with it. Like he's threatening with the, them with a sword, and it literally is meaningless because he doesn't. He's, yeah, he's telling a story, and then I, you're Nothing. right. I don't remember what because then they throw the talisman into the well, and then the it sword. lands there, and he picks it up with the sword, and like that's literally all it was. It could have just been in his umbrella, and it would have been fine. And it does. He, they make it rain, yeah. and he uses. It could have been one of those grabbers. <laughs> he could have had what a space yeah, yeah, grabber yeah. or some kind. <laughs> just reached into it. Yeah, and so then he gets the talisman, and then this is the thing that stops them by deflecting their laser right back at eyes. them, and that destroyed them, I guess. And then it destroys the world, and then he literally just waltzes out, and he's left the circus, and everything's it's all fine. And it blows up, and, and they go yeah. home, and everybody's happy, and but a lot of yeah, people so are dead. Whoever's left over, there's a lot of people happy. dead. They, yeah, like the the rapping ringmaster is dead. The uh, palm reader's but dead. Bellboy has killed, killed himself. Like he, that would a they mentioned someone named Juniper yeah. Berry that yeah. I wrote down. We never see what so happens. There must have been other her. people. Um, yeah, so he's starting a circus of two. Probably not the most exciting circus. You know, what'd you do in your previous circus? Oh, everybody yeah, got murdered yeah, yeah. at the end. But come see us this time. Um, at least the, the fruit stand lady And lived, what's so. his... Hold on. What is Kingpin's thing that he does? Huh. What is I his job? The, the producer. He, he's the one that goes... He's the, he's the idea guy. guy. He's, yeah. yeah. He's the booker. Um... Yeah. He's no Wolverine. Uh, the greatest show. Gotcha. For him. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, Hugh gotcha. I'm sorry. Come on, going all the way. It's a weird Blank way stare. to get there, oh, but man. I took okay, it. Okay, great. Yep. Uh, I think we, we got it all. Anything else we need to cover? Then? Cool. Yeah, we covered it all. Yeah, so um, I, I loved it as well. You loved it, thought it was a little too long. I thought yeah. you were a monster. We covered that. What did the audience think? What did our audience well, think? Well, actually, two questions. Two questions, Dan. What does the general audience oh. think? Because I have no idea if people like this or hate it. And two, we, we got a ton of feedback on this, so I'm curious what 
our listeners thought. Like, is this generally regarded as a well-liked? I would think it would be, but I've been wrong before about what people like. That's a great question uh, that I don't actually know the answer right, well, to. I'll look it up while you read. Yeah, you read. I should have told you earlier. You read okay. the feedback Sounds while good. I look it up. How's that? So, like, like, uh, like you mentioned, we got a bunch of feedback. Um, both, uh, we got a bunch of emails. So, thank you for those and some responses on Twitter. Let me go with the Twitter ones first. I was just letting you guys know that we we're about to record uh, today, which we're doing right now. Um, so, let's see. Um, WJ Bird on Twitter says, uh, explosions, circus tricks, rapping, loved it. The location work was incredible, and the cast, terrific, especially Ian Reddington as the creepy chief clown. Yeah, I mean, I really did actually like the, uh, the clown. We didn't really talk about him all that much, except for his over-use uh, of the hand gesture. Um, but he was, mm-hmm. it was a really cool character. Or, the makeup was fantastic. I, I thought he was very good. Um, yes. The, all the, the, the uh, costumes... And the makeup and the art direction on this yeah, whole thing was I great. Uh, Even the background yeah. animatronic clowns, like some of their faces and... Uh, yeah, little, and little I, I love the I use that. of like kind of the, the parachute kind of material through for all the uh, the, the corridors throughout, um, which was apparently all out of necessity um, that this came about. Um, but I thought that it really worked very well. Um, Nitro9 on Twitter says one of the best very distinctive characters and great performances when the doctor walks out of the tent and it explodes behind him the blast was much bigger than anticipated but McCoy hardly blinks also great soundtrack uh, Mark Ayers is my favorite Who composer um, so I didn't know this backstory you know we do we do all of our uh, reading about the story after the fact and try to guard ourselves against spoilers so going into this I didn't realize that there was apparently an, an asbestos scare at the BBC studios. So they had to figure out a story they could do that wouldn't have to be shot in their studios. So this was entirely shot for the most part outside in a parking lot. Um, so that's all the, the tenting and everything that was done. Um, I like that some constraint like that led them to an outcome that seemed to work beautifully. So so just having to deal with those externalities uh, ending up resulting in a really effective production design, um, I just think is a testament to how, how good uh, the staff was to be able to pull that off. It looked amazing. Um, the Our friends at the podcast, uh, World Enough in Time, say, uh, found elements of very embarrassing back in the day, but it has its own special ambiance and tone, and it's admirable um, in that it was made against the odds. And I'm, I'm assuming that's what they're referring to, is that... Uh, they could have all died as asbestos instead, uh, but they did this. Um, our friend Christops uh, says, who has tried to do weird surreal in the past and never really pulled it off, but this one excels? It's weird, yes, but there's enough real menace to make it believable, and McCoy does magic tricks. Um, the tone was yeah. great. Yeah, the fact that it was weird, but also creepy, and you're trying to figure out what's going on and who's who's what's the real story that's happening and and the creepy clown menace just i think totally works which is kind of great and uh lastly uh the hero of three faces on twitter says i think it was the greatest show in the galaxy that gave my wife nightmares while i watched it after she went to bed and was asleep so apparently the psychic circus can penetrate your dreams and give you nightmares so be cautious Speaking of yes. the psychic circus, I would love to have those posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! There's like several scenes where they're looking. And you see all the psychic yep. circus posters. I don't know if anyone's ever sold them. Sold them. 
But man, I would love to. Yeah, put they those were really wall. nice, and and it was, it was just incidental. It was just background props, but they looked fantastic. Yeah, they were yeah. really cool. The attention detail. Yeah, I don't know if they were. You think they were like uh, public domain old posters? They just literally changed the title on, or did they make them for? If I were them, I would have done the the, the former. But who knows? I mean, they've they're like I said, the attention detail was really great in this in this story. So I wouldn't be surprised. Great. So, shall we go on to our emails? Yeah, but I, I would just say, what while yeah. you were doing that, I was trying to find out uh, what people at the time. This. Yep. Um, and I can't really get a good read. I, I there's like an AV Club article that God, maybe is a negative article, um, but or maybe they just didn't like the wrapping, like you didn't like the wrapping. So I don't know. You doesn't matter. Does not matter. Yeah. All right. So we don't know. I'm going to say people probably liked it, because how could you not like it? Uh, I'm just trying to see. There was the uh, the Doctor Who magazine um, fan ranking. You could take a, see if you can find that one and look it up there. That's the only real ranking that we'd ever get out of this. doesn't matter. It's all fine. Okay, so we got a ton of emails from the, since our, uh, our three weeks ago. We did. Uh, we got eight emails. I'm going to skim through some of them because um, uh, there's just a lot. And thank you so much for responding. Uh, the first one is actually not really in regards to um, this story, uh, but more about our, the show. This is coming from uh, J.G. McQuarrie, who is a co-host of Talking Who to You. Um, it's a podcast about uh, the Big Finish Audios, Doctor Who. Um, J.G. says, uh, still loving the show, making my way through the old episodes. Just finished listening to the Key to Time series. Uh, he goes on to say that he... Uh, I'm assuming it's he. I'm sorry, J.G. Um which also shows that I haven't listened to your show because I haven't gotten to Big Finish Audio just yet. Regardless, uh, JG says um, that they're very happy with our take on um, uh, Mary Tam's Romana, um, that Lala Ward's Romana 2 tends to overshadow her. uh, And yeah, I think we've said this before during our stories. I think both uh, versions of Romana are fantastic. Um, and uh, we should never forget Romana 1. I think what she did was really interesting. Nope. I have a little photo of her in a frame uh, with two candles. I like no, you just, no, that's not true. You just have the locket love, that you keep around your I neck at her. all times. Yeah, yeah, which is a locket of her, of her hair. So thank um, you very much for that. Um, going on, uh, this is coming from Tim B. Um, saying, greatest podcast in the galaxy. Aw, thanks. Hey, Funny. thanks, Tim um, I really enjoyed the greatest show, Scary Clowns, Werewolf, Robots, Rapping Ringmaster, Godlike Aliens, Walking Dead, Gypsies, Hippies, and best of all, Ace. This one had it all. This is the first time I've seen this story and think it is now my favorite doc- seventh Doctor story. I think we both said the same. Yeah, uh, I thought agree. The pacing was good, kept me interested throughout. Uh, it really had a feeling of creepiness and dread. I think the story could have also been great if it was done in the early 70s with the third Doctor. His stories always scared the crap out of me when I was young. It would be interesting to see this as a third Doctor story. Uh, best part of the story, though, was Mag's look right out of Kiss's Lick It Up video. I don't recall that one, but to me it was entirely Duran Duran. Is that the one where they took their makeup off for the first Could time? Could be. I d- Which is not a good I moment I do not recall they should have at all. Glad they put that yeah. right back on. I'm not a big no, fan, to be honest. But very much Duran Duran to me. Um yeah, I, I, I agree with you on the Duran Duran, and also when she was transforming it, it did look a little bit like Cindy Lauper in the She-Bop oh. video. Like that. It, was a, it was a very 80s uh, yeah, loved it. thing. A little Pat Benatar uh, going yeah. on, too, I would say. I like it. 
Um, and Tim, lastly, suggest, uh, may suggest Circus for a Psycho by Skillet as the outro music at the end of your podcast. You may suggest it, but it's always Eric's uh, whim. And I don't even know until yeah. I hear the episodes <laughs> fully produced. So thank you for that. I mean, I feel like I almost have to do the uh, the Greatest Showman soundtrack. I'm not, I'm probably not because it's too on the nose. Um, Eric, as you may know, uh, I'm super gay, and uh, I got through about three minutes of The Greatest Showman and had to turn it off. I like that movie. I had to, yeah, really. It was atrocious. See the gay the gay one of us yeah. hated the movie, and then the the quote unquote <laughs> straight one of us was like, oh, oh, that really was really good. It was. <laughs> The whole thing opens with like a five or six minute single song musical thing. I couldn't get through the entire song. It killed me. It's so bad. Okay. Anyway, we'll save that for our other podcast. Um, okay. Uh, next uh, email comes from the homos of Harmony and Haven. Uh-huh. Uh, saying, love it. Hello, Eric and Dan. I love, love, love your podcast. Have listened to every episode. Don't really enjoy the McCoy area. Just not my favorite. But I'm glad both of you are enjoying him and Ace so much. I do enjoy Greatest Show in the Galaxy and look forward to hearing your take on it. Um, goes on to say, when you watch Ghost Light, trust me on this, watch it with the subtitles on. Uh, little note, I tend to That's always watch it with the subtitles. Because it, because it's hard to understand the accents? I, I that what... We haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Doesn't doesn't okay. go on to elaborate, Fantastic. but does say that it'll make it, help it make a lot Fair more enough. sense. Fair enough. I always put the subtitles on because I want to make sure I'm catching any references to things, and sometimes it just goes too quickly, so um, I do that. Anyway, uh, I will, it will help to make a lot more sense. Um... After this one, there's only four more to go, uh, and then the TV movie, which I understand you're doing because one of you seems to have a fascination yes. with Eric Roberts. Was... Not one of us. America has yeah, a fascination with Eric Roberts. And, right, that's true. I don't know what it is or why it, it is, is, but it's like it's like one of those weird things, like the the Corys. I don't know. I can't. It's just it's not on the same level. It's as just the a, it's like a deep seated irony yeah, no, maybe but i don't, born I don't know mostly it's of fine. irony everything's fine um but yeah i'm really <laughs> still very much looking forward to that um since i enjoyed listening to both your takes on classic who i really want to bring uh just go back and watch everything that brick box uh exists i would be interested in what you think of the 60 serials so you're going to see more we're going to come back and see uh, a whole bunch of those so stay yeah, we'll tuned revisit. Um, if we survive the movie we'll go back and do the rest so thank you for that did they um yeah sorry the uh, did they have an email uh, website oh, or yes. something? Um, they do. Uh, let's see if this is it. They didn't is actually it a podcast? List it in the email, but then I went to see because that was such an interesting name. Like, is this a thing? Um, I think it is. Ba 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 ba. Loading. Yeah. Uh, the homos of harmonyhaven dot com. Um, so you can go there. Is a podcast? It is, uh, an LGBT daily written serial. Um, so you can go there for like quick five minute reads of the serialized like a, story. Uh, yeah. Prose. Yeah. Oh, so go cool. take a look at that. Yeah, check that out. Um, so thank you very much for that. Thank you. All right. What's next? next? Uh, moving along. Moving along. We got a an email from a new listener, Baz. Uh, Baz says, hey, Baz. Uh, "Love the show. Only recently 
found you. Love your take on the old show. Uh, Baz kindly offered to provide us with some uh, DVD rips of uh, some of the stories, uh, as well as um, a bunch of other stuff. Thank you for the offer, Baz, but we'd have to politely decline. Um, we're trying to do the show in a way that as many people as possible can watch this. Again, from the very beginning, we started, what was it? Netflix at first had this. We've repeated this so many times. Netflix at first yeah, had it, so we're just going to do those, then Amazon, then Hulu. Now it has Britbox. But I will add to that. So Dan is basically saying in a nice way, thank yep. you, um, but we don't want to take anything that's, that we could buy or somehow pay for legitimately, yeah. just because a lot of people put work into the thing and we yeah, want to yeah, support yeah. the thing. That said... If it's out of print mm. or you can't get it mm. any other way, please send it to me. I'll take anything. Mm. Uh, you know, but if but if there's a option to buy it, yeah. I, you know, I make things so it's like I can't. I I, I wouldn't feel right about uh, doing it. Although we very much yeah, appreciate. Yeah, it was very nice of you. I'm glad that you're a listener and uh, keep listening. So there's plenty for you to go back and then uh, check what else is on BritBox because it's while we're super talking affordable about this, to be able though, to have all of these stories. Uh, it's great. Anyway, side go side note. I'm into cults, like documentaries really about cults. He's in a uh, cult. There's the, are you from? Yes. Are you for, familiar with the uh, Unarius cult in California? It's like a UFO cult. Anyway, they made all these sci-fi movies that they put on public access. Oh, that thing uh, that were called. No, do you, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah did. I probably yes. did send you like so. I was like, oh, they're called psychodramas. I can't find them, but I'm sure they're somewhere. So if you have those video, <laughs> like those movies, I would love to see those, and you can send those to me because you can't, you can't buy them. Oh my god, just Eric's appeal for free stuff. I'm just always <laughs> fishing out for uh, those. Kind I of love it. Uh, okay, uh, next email. Thank you guys for listening and for writing uh, as we keep going through this. Yeah, how many people are <laughs> no one's listening, listening anymore? But we appreciate it. It's like eighteen hours of uh, <laughs> listener email and me trying to get free. It is you. their fault for writing to us. Uh, this UFO is what cults. you do. You're, yeah. You only have yourselves to blame. Um, let's see. So uh, our friend Paul writes to us with a bunch of recommendations hey, for uh, Doctor Who stories that are on Spotify as. As was pointed out to us, uh, just a these are the big finish stories. Um, I don't know if that he. Put I don't know there. if they're all just big finish. Is this the person that recommended like ish? Yeah, yeah. Because I love that. That I, well, you. Well, read I'm it, not going to go through it because it, it, it is just a list of uh, different things that we should uh, check out in in the audio stories. Um, so and we will. So and thank I will, you for those. I will That's just awesome. Add to that and or co-sign sure. that. Um, he mentioned Ish, which is awesome, which I've heard, which I recommend to you. I don't know if you've heard it. It's a Colin Baker, big finished story. And I think he also put the Davros yep. on there, which is amazing, yep. and the Master one, yeah. right? Is I that think, on there too? That's also yeah, very yeah. good. All of the Colin Baker, big finished ones that I've heard, I've really liked. And I've liked a lot more than I've liked the Colin Baker Doctor Who stories. Yeah. So, you know, if you're inter- into that sort of thing, check it the out. The fact they're that all they're all there. Apple Like Music I said uh, to Paul when I wrote back, um, I, I next time I have a long trip, I'm just going to download as much of these as possible and just make the time fly. Yeah, check out Ish first just because I think you'll you'll dig it. It's very That's awesome. strange. Cool. So thank you for those. Uh, we're coming up towards the end here, I promise, guys. Uh, our friend Tom writes to us uh, about specifically this story, Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Um says, oh, thank you for the, the spoiler warning at the top of your email there, Tom. Um, just a few thoughts about this story. Um, 
Nights. So he says he watched it for the first time since the 80s and still enjoys it. Um, in the Ribus operation, the doctor says only a guardian can come into the TARDIS in flight. So apparently it's the guardians and spam emails. Maybe the TARDIS needs to upgrade its McAfee. So again, I think it's something to do with the old ones, but that's not at all made explicit in this story. So I, don't, I think we beat that horse to death. Uh, the doctor seems really mad at Ace for not wanting to go to the circus, which was kind of weird. Thank you for co-signing on my go. take on there that because that felt super strange. Um, the Lords of Ragnarok with glowing green eyes and elongated masks remind me of Sutek from the Pyramids of Mars. Okay, cool. Yes. I thought the creepy clown. Uh, I thought the clown was creepy. Not sure if he's a good actor or if clowns are just creepy. It is both. I think a good actor who is making a very creepy freaking clown. Um, I thought the stone gladiator ring looked good, but was ready uh, to release the lion so the doctor did any more bad magic. I thought the magic was fine. I like that. You know what? I had that in my notes, too. Like, I yeah. like the magic. Because he would do something, and then they'd shoot laser eyes at him. I was like, I would actually enjoy watching a yeah. show like this at a little uh, dinner theater somewhere. And Apparently, they had to actually bring a uh, professional magician in to... To, to train McCoy him. to do some of these tricks. He knew some of, how to do some of these things, but then they, he learned a whole bunch. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and then uh, Tom says, all in all, uh, he thinks he prefers Thor Ragnarok to this one instead. Hey. He prefers yes. Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is one of the so best movies good. ever. Great movie. All around. That's a great movie. Uh, so we, we can all agree on that. Um, <laughs> Paul uh, Waring writes to us, uh, greatest show in the galaxy. Uh, once again, the Doctor forces Ace to face her fears, which is something that becomes a theme of their relationship in the television series and in the later novels. Forces is the part, though. That's the part I'm not... Anyway, uh, the Chief Clown in particular is creepy, especially his hand gestures and the way he smiles yes. when sending someone yep. to the death in the ring. He's the one that was just like, he was kind of into this whole thing. Everyone else had their qualms about, like, this. we have to do this, they're going to kill us, we have no choice. And the creepy clown was just like, yeah! He bought right into it. <laughs> Let's yeah. kill them all. He bought right into uh, it. The plot, he was easily corrupted. The plot in itself... Uh, the plot itself is unusual for Doctor Who in that the real villain is not revealed until the end, whereas usually this comes at the end of the episode one. I do like the idea of aliens who crave continual entertainment, though. The only downside to the story is that there's a bit too much repetition, particularly the cycles of capture, escape, recapture. I think you kind of mentioned that, Eric, too. Uh, tighter editing could have pruned it down to three episodes. I agree uh, with no loss of action, especially as most of the first episode feels like filler. I disagree. Uh, well, an engaging story for the penultimate season of Classic Doctor Who. I felt like the first... The, there was so much um, tone and uh, story set up in the first episode. You got the fruit lady. You got the crazy biker guy, like we mentioned. I wouldn't lose a moment of that, but still feel like the whole thing could have been trimmed. Okay. Uh, last one. Thank you for hanging in there, guys. Uh, the subject line is uh, the old Doctor Who show, the greatest show. Uh, dear Eric and Dan, hey, aka greatest bros in the galaxy. We're bros, dude. What's up, bro? Uh, I enjoy your. I enjoy. Ugh. I hope you enjoyed your trip me, bro. to the psychic circus and wanted to throw some thoughts into the ring. Sorry. Uh, I recently heard a useful definition of classic literature as stories that yield more each time you revisit them, and I'd say The Greatest Show qualifies. I could see reasons. Yeah, I would like I to would watch, watch it again. This one. I would watch uh, there's it again. Not, I wouldn't say that for the vast majority of the stories, to be honest. Not vast majority. The majority. There's, a, there's some that I would go back and watch again. This is definitely the top of that list. Um, 
I think of this as one of the new weird genre of McCoy story, like Paradise Towers, also written by Stephen Wyatt, uh, Delta and the Bannerman, and The Happiness Patrol. All feature broken, faded fairground environments and odd stock characters like the caretaker, Candyman, Flower Child, um, and a fight for survival. The parallels with Who are clear, and both the gods of Rag Ragnarok and the late 80s BBC demand entertain us or die. Yep, I agree with that. Um, Sylvester and Sophie are not going down without a fight. See the picture below. Um, it's just a picture of them in front of the greatest show in the galaxy signage, promotional still. Um, the, guest, uh, the guest cast formed an exceptional bond and very briefly a band. What? I don't know anything about this, and that sounds fantastic. Um, and the fact that this uh, disrupted production completed filming in a tent in a BBC car park really earns its defiant title, Doctor Who, the greatest show in the galaxy. Wishing you peace, love, and tens across the board. Um, yeah, that's pretty well, thank awesome. You. So thank you very much, uh, Conrad, for that as well. Thank you for everyone who wrote to us. Um, we love that. Your responses on Twitter, your, yeah, that your emails, lot. that was an amazing amount. Thank you for anyone who might still be listening to this. You get to stay around for the last and uh, Eric's favorite part. Yay, because we also got a new review, Dan. Yeah, we got a five-star review. From Field 753. Uh, they go on to write, I do not listen myself, but my husband does as he cleans the house. Well, good on you, husband, for cleaning that house. I hear him laughing as he listens to you guys, so keep it up. House is so much cleaner these days. So thank you. I'm glad we've helped clean, clean your house. Uh, hopefully he is listening to this podcast and not just like screaming people and it's some kind of the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that is very cool. Thank you, Field uh, I mean, that is actually how I listen to podcasts a lot of the time as well. So I'm glad to be there for someone else to laugh at. Yeah, and thank you to uh, your husband for cool. listening. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can send. I like I like that at the beginning of that five star podcast though because it opens with listen. I don't listen to this garbage <laughs> myself. Well, my husband, he's he's a, you husband know, he's, is, right, he's a weirdo. And we're legally he does. Together. He's cleaning. He's breathing in a lot of the fumes. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to get in touch uh, yeah, with us, thank send you, us though. an email. Um, uh, please feel free to do it at the old Doctor Who Show at gmail.com. You can also visit us at our website, theolddoctorwhoshow.com. You can leave comments on our any one of our episode pages. On those pages, you'll find GIFs um, that I've made from each of these stories. We'll post those on our uh, Instagram account as well. Uh, that's at T-O-D-W Show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at also at TODW Show or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TODWS. Um, so thank you for all of those. Also, all if right. you want to send Eric well, thank free you, stuff, everyone. physical free stuff. Oh, yeah, P.O. Box uh, 2131, Red Bank, New Jersey, 07701. That's amazing. Yeah, that's our real uh, P.O. Box. We've got for real stuff. So thank you very much. Anything else we got here, Eric? Or are we... Out no, I think that's it. I want to thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrific. Oh, goodbye, everybody. All right. All right. See you. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along.
for you, you know? 